Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include but are not limited to professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Your discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ therefore forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin, and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. Welcome to Bible Bash, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. We're your hosts, Harrison Kerrigan and Pastor Tim Mullet, and today we'll answer the age-old question, should Christians support Israel? Now, uh, you know, obviously, I think everyone who's listening to this has probably seen the news that's been going on in the Middle East, and, you know, it's, it's certainly not, as far as I can remember, it's certainly not a new phenomenon to see violence in the Middle East, right? Right. T- Tim, has that been your experience throughout your life? <laughs> I mean, it seems to be a constant, you know, immutable. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be like, it seems to be like, I mean, they're just, everyone over there is constantly fighting with each other in a way that, you know, it, it just doesn't seem to be the case in a lot of other places around the world. Um, you know, the Middle East seems to be probably like, one of the one of the most if not the most violent places to live and unfortunately right now you're seeing a lot of you know videos and pictures and stuff coming out of uh, israel right now where you see um you know civilians being um you know captured being tortured being murdered uh, and and other worse things even uh and and so there so there's been a lot of um spirited debate we'll call it uh, over how people should respond to this. And, I, you know, I, I've got to admit, Tim, that I myself have, have, have been a little confused in terms of what exactly I think, just because I feel like, I feel like I can see personally, I can see no, um, you know, distinguishable sort of like, like, um, groups being formed over this. It just, it just kind of feels like, you know, some of the people that I normally disagree with take this position, and some of the people that I normally disagree with take this other position, and then the same thing for the people that I normally do agree with. I, I feel like I've seen people that I normally do agree with on both sides of this issue when it comes to Israel and uh, and Palestine, uh, and and so you know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of Christians out there who are looking at all of this and they're saying, Hey, I don't really know what to think about all this. I don't know. 
I don't have any sort of theological implication either way. Maybe a lot of them have some kind of like, Hey, I don't want innocence to be murdered. Right. So I would like that to stop. Um, but then beyond that, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm sure there's a lot of people who just don't have a whole lot to go off of here. And so, so Tim, you know, when it comes to this question, should Christians support Israel? Is there a biblical, is there a biblical case one way or the other? You know, is there a right or a wrong answer? Uh, I'm sure there is, but, but, you know, what, what would you say to answer that question? I guess, you know, at the start, you probably need to define what it means to, you know, support Israel. And that, I mean, that, that's, um, at least, at least $6 billion in aid, <laughs> okay. I'd say, as a, as a starting point, uh, as a starting point. Yeah. <laughs> when people, yeah, I think we've probably already given them that much but, <laughs> by this point. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think in general, you, when people say that phrase, it really, it's kind of like a meaningless phrase in general. So, I mean, it was the kind of thing that people said as it relates to Ukraine and Russia. So you could see people on social media basically posting their, I stand with Ukraine um, kind of thing or putting the Ukrainian flag in, in their profile picture or whatever. And it, that helps win the war, man. <laughs> I, I know, you, I know you don't think it does, but that, that, I mean, that's scaring, that's scaring Russia off when you put that, that bicolored flag in your, uh, in your name on, in your bio on Twitter. It is very intimidating for sure <laughs> to the <laughs> Russians. Uh, I think the, when normal people are using this kind of language, it essentially amounts to something along the lines of I'm rooting for them. Like they're my college football team or something like that. <laughs> so yeah. to say I stand with Ukraine, I think it, it, it is about that significant of a statement to say that you're treating. This <laughs> I, I stand, I stand with Alabama and they stand with Ukraine. <laughs> they, they, it's about the same kind of thing. It's like, Hey, you're watching the game and then you're rooting for your, you've picked a side and the decision that you made at that point is about as meaningful as all that. It's basically <laughs> saying, yeah, I, I'm going for them, man. I hope they win, you know? And, and I think it doesn't really mean much more than that when people are saying that now, um, you know, when you're saying it at a, like should the United States stand with Ukraine and that may mean like send them aid in that way, like send them tanks and weapons, uh, possibly boots on the ground, uh, that kind of thing. So that's, I guess I guess these words are being used in different ways, but then I think when the standard Christian is using it, they're probably just using it in about as trivial way of that. And then, you know, when the pagan is using it, it I mean, it may mean something along the lines of thoughts and you know, I'm sending them thoughts or something like that. You're sending you're sending good vibes, good vibes and thoughts, which is like the secular, <laughs> like, you know, materialistic version of prayer. You know, to where. <laughs> They're sending their material thoughts out into the void, and we're we're vibing for Israel. Vibing for Israel, you know. So I, I'm getting myself all emotionally worked up for you and invested in your outcome, but it's about you know as meaning meaningless as that. Uh, so I mean, when you talk about should Christians stand with Ukraine, I I think a lot of what you see happening on social media basically reduces to that. I mean, it basically reduces to whose side are you going for in the competition in. It's you know related to that. Then I mean, I I if if you're thinking about it along those lines, then it really is an interesting question because it it really it 
is the kind of thing that Christians have unthinkingly viewed the Jews, viewed Israel as quasi-Christians, you know? So I don't don't know how to put it. You know, this whole idea of there being this Judeo-Christian worldview where Jews are basically just the same as us because we both believe in the Old Testament or something along those lines. And then we basically share the same values and the same same convictions. And then um, I think for many people, like Christians kind of unthinkingly view the Jews in that kind of way as if they're almost quasi-Christians or almost there or something. You know, so then there's like this special um, sense in which we should be for them over and against for, you know, any other com- uh, country in particular. Like any enemy of Israel or something is like our, that. Israel, yeah, and a lot of that, a lot of that is based on a, a, dis- a dispensational reading of the Abrahamic covenant. So the idea of the Abrahamic covenant is that God made a covenant with Israel and the conditions of those covenants are that he would bless those who bless them and to those who dishonor them, he would curse. So under the terms of the old covenant, if you were you know, for Israel, you supported Israel under the old covenant, there were blessings that came from that. So if you were an Israel's ally, you would receive blessings. If you became their enemy, there were curses that God would enact upon you over and against that kind of decision. And a lot of that I think has influenced American foreign policy over the past yeah, you know, 60, 70 years, um, it, it post-World War II. I mean, a, a lot of Americans just think that way. They're, you know, step one, they're God's chosen people. And then they're in the back of their mind, there's this idea that, you know, there's this Abrahamic covenant. And so you, you need to be nice to the Jews. And, you know, and then a lot of America's prosperity in, as a nation has been reduced to that in, in the minds of many people, particularly if they're dispensational minded. Uh, meaning, like we, God has blessed America because we have been pro-Israel and we've helped Israel, we've been Israel's ally, and we've supported them, and so they're thinking about it along those terms, in terms of like the Abrahamic covenant in that way. But then part of the problem is that Israel, Israel broke the Abrahamic covenant, and God's made a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Jacob. You know, not like the old covenant which they broke, right? So God right. made a new covenant, and and. Now this new covenant, right, has been enacted in Jesus's blood, and you know the Jews have been broken off of the olive tree, right? They've been broken off the tree, and Gentiles have, like the unbelieving Jews, have been broken off, and Gentiles have been grafted in, and now the Gentiles are heirs according to the promises made to Abraham. So, under the terms of the new covenant, you know, Christians, you know. Christians, whoever they happen to be, Christ followers, whether they're Jewish Christ follower or Gentile Christ follower, at that point, they're the recipients of the promises made to Abraham. And God will bless those who bless you know, Christians, and he will curse those who curse him. And America's success is not founded in their, you know, basically support and good vibes and happy feelings towards the ethnic nation Israel at this point. I mean, God's blessed America because it had a Christian foundation and because of their relationship to the new covenant and to Christ in that way. So like the, co- the issue is like the covenantal issues are no longer the same anymore. And you have a lot of people who are basically looking at Israel and saying, hey, we better be nice to him so that God will do us a favor or something. And that whole structure is wrong. It's, the whole structure is off. Now, um, but then that, I, I guess that, that structure is causing Christians to just give this unthinking kind of allegiance and loyalty to Israel in the hopes of, I mean, again, for the common man, the hope is that you'll get some kind of kickbacks from doing that, 
something along those lines. But then you you have to realize that you know as you read through Romans eleven, I mean, there's a lot that's said as it relates to this topic, and you know, obviously, like Israel, like the Jews, they put Jesus to death, and they put as many Christians to death as they could during the right. early years in that way. Yeah, Paul, Paul was like one of the, Paul murdered Christians before he became one. Like, I mean, they were going after the church. That's a big deal that we shouldn't just sweep under the rug, right? Right, right. And so, you know, now like, it, like the Jews have become our enemies for the sake of the gospel, right? But then, right. you know, related to the co- uh, covenant, they're still, like there's still the sense in which they're beloved. Like, uh, in terms of like the promises made in the old covenant and everything else. But I mean, like as it relates to the new covenant, they're enemies, right? And so they're not only our enemies, they're enemies of Christ. And, and what's really weird is like, it's, it's, this is one of those subjects where, you know, the ADL will come after you real quick. If you don't just basically praise Israel and pretend as if like, we're basically fundamentally the same in certain ways. And so if you say, Hey, you know, unbelieving Jews right now, they're under a curse. <laughs> you know, they're not under God's blessing. They're under a curse. And then they're there. They're our enemies, according to the truth, right? If you say that, then like instantaneously, like people just get really nervous and they get really weird and they feel like you're saying something anti-Semitic uh, in that way, because like anti-Semitic basically means not incessantly praising Jews today and right. excusing anything that they do in that way. And, but then part of the problem is, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's obviously a lot of problems. Like they're they're not um, they're not um, related to Christ in a good way. They've rejected their Messiah. Their form of uh, Judaism right now is unrecognizable in terms of you know what God commanded in the old covenant. Even like it's a totally different thing. And so then you know right now they're hostile to God. They're hostile to the gospel. They're hostile to truth. They're hostile to Christians. Um, and you know I don't know that we should just unthinkingly say. I'm going to take their side in any conflict that happens as if it isn't possible that unbelieving people can do unbelieving things. Okay. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that too, because I, I, I didn't think about I, something you said made me think about this um, there a while back. I remember I, you know, online, I had people who I'd never met before calling me um, anti, anti-Semitic just because um, I, I I think I was talking about the Pharisees like in the New Testament and you know how Jesus constantly called them out how how Jesus treated the Pharisees, how he interacted with them you know essentially essentially you know boiling down to like hey the Pharisees oftentimes in the Gospels are the bad guys right like and right. these are these are Jews. They're the bad guys. They're the ones opposing Jesus. They're the ones who are, you know, lusting for as much power as possible, putting all of the burdens on the weak and on the poor instead of on themselves, seeking all the glory for themselves. In every way, they're presented as the bad guys, you know, in in the gospel, or at least, you know, I mean, one of the bad guys. I guess, I guess, say you could consider Satan the bad guy in the gospels, but, um, you know, and I, I had, I'd never heard of these people before, but you know, tr- I had the trans Jewish community coming after me for saying that for for saying that the Pharisees were the bad guys in the gospel. They were they were doing terrible things, and they're accusing accusing me of being a Jew hater 
because I said what the gospels already plainly teach us, you know, uh, about, about the way the Jews treated Jesus. And I just thought like, this is so weird. Like I can't even, I can't even say something that is plainly obvious in the, in the scriptures because without fear of being called a, you know, a Jew hater. Anti-Semite. Yeah. Well, it is bizarre. Yeah, it is bizarre. I mean, there's a lot of like, um, and and it was and it was tr- it was trans Jewish people too. Like I, <laughs> I don't I don't even know. You know I was trying in my head. I was trying to give some sort of uh, you know think the best of of Jewish people by assuming that this must be an incredibly vocal minority. You know in the in the Jewish community. Hopefully, this is not like a a good representation of Jews in general. You know the the transvestite jews <laughs> I'd, I'd never even heard of that group before honestly well i mean i think the issue is like we like what one of the things that's happening at this point is that there's a weird game that's being played i mean and you can see accounts like this online you can see accounts that are just anti-jews like just um almost portraying Jews as paragons of wickedness or something like that over and ever, over everything else. And then you have all the predictable voices who are the respectable evangelical types who are coming along and basically just, you know, saying anti-Semitism is a problem and, you know, we need to be on Israel's side. And but then part, part of the, part of the issue is I don't, I don't think that Jews are uniquely sinful as a class of people or something like that. <laughs> but, but, the, right. but, but the error on the other side is to, Almost pretend like because this idea of you know this Judeo Christian worldview or something like that, pretend as if that they're morally neutral and everyone else is uniquely sinful. But then part of the problem is that yeah, I mean Jews apart from Christ, like unbelieving Jews, they're totally depraved. Just like unbelieving you know Hamas is totally depraved. Just right. like every single you know ethnic group that doesn't embrace God as a whole is totally depraved okay and they're you they're actually uniquely hostile to god too as a group right there's obviously messianic uh, jews today too but as a group they're still hostile to god they're enemies of christians for the sake of the gospel so they're not i mean like you, you can't just look at them and say hey they're somehow free from sin nature and they share our values and they're just like us and everything else i mean you, you look at the festival and the things like that like the g- degeneracy that you see like they're, you know, there's obviously a lot of Jews that are in Hollywood putting out the filth that they're putting out. They're not on Christ's team. They're not on our team. We're not on right. the same side, you know. Like well, it's like it's like take that take the same you know take the same thought process. Hey, we need to support Israel almost no matter what, and then apply you know read through the Old Testament and try to apply that same logic. Yep. You know, like hey, da- David. You know, he he tries to take Uriah's wife as his own. Well, I I don't want to be in support of that. You know, that's adultery. Oh, do you hate Jews? <laughs> yeah, like like just apply that over and over again. You know, and I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that the Israelites never did anything right in the Old Testament. I'm just saying they did a lot of really wrong stuff. You know, and well, that, and they killed the prophets, right? Support. Yeah, I mean, right, they killed the prophets. Right. They killed Jesus. Like, and they're hostile to. Him. Now, I mean, a good example of how, like a good example of someone, like a person that we respect, who gets, that seems to get caught up in this thing that we're talking about, would be Justin Peters here. So, like, he's, he's linking to a video 
of a hundred Israelis killed in a Hamas attack or whatever. And, he's, and this is what he says. He says, this is not normal human animosity. The hatred Hamas and his supporters and enablers, a few of whom are in the U.S. Congress, have towards the Jewish people is a demonic hatred. This level of barbar- uh, barbarism and degeneracy is nothing short of demonic. Satan and his fellow angels know the scriptures. They know God has a plan for Israel, and they hate it. They know their doom is sure, and it is. But then, see, the problem with that kind of thing is it's like there's no... Like no one occupies the moral high ground at this point here, you know. Now I'm not trying to say that um, the Jews necessarily are a terrorist organization like Hamas or something like that. I'm not trying right. to adopt a moral equivalency, but then I don't want to paint the Jews as if they're innocent victims, um, free from a sin nature, who like it couldn't be possible that they're doing anything wrong, right? And then right. like they're like so you don't want to put them in the same category as Christians currently meaning like they're currently enemies of God. They're not currently under God's blessing. They're under God's curse. And they've been experiencing the curse of God for the past 2,000 years. That's what they've been experiencing. So they've been experiencing the curse of God. And like not all of that is just like they're just being persecuted unjustly. Just like Peter says, like like you're, um, you know, let no one suffer essentially like, as an unjust person, right? Uh, so, right. so like the issue here is just to say that it's not as if this is just like, uh, okay, they're our allies, they're God's people, you know, period, the end. All of the persecution that they're experiencing is totally unjust or something like that. A lot of it's self-inflicted. A lot of it's a result of them rejecting their Messiah. And a lot of, a lot of what they're doing is evil currently and bad currently. And it's not just that like anyone who's against Israel is just demonic. God actually is judging them actively right now in all right. the ways that he's do that he's judging them. It's not like as if God has a plan right now to bless them. But then if you read that Justin Peters tweet, you would think that God's plan right now, currently in the moment, is like they're his people that he's blessing right now, right? They're his uh-huh. people right now that he's blessing, that he has a plan for, and that anyone who is doing anything bad to them is is demonic and hateful. And I mean, you know, even like Owen, you know, uh, Strand or whatever his name is, uh, however you pronounce that, you know, amen, JP, good moral clarity here. Appreciate your voice very much. And so, I mean, it's, it's just like, hey, I think this is a little more complicated than that, but I don't know that you're allowed to say it because um, people are so primed to just unthinkingly take any kind of, hey, I don't know that we should just be enthusiastically in favor of everything that Israel does because they're doing a lot of bad stuff too because they're unbelievers, because they're hostile to Christ, and they've been doing a lot of bad stuff for the past 2,000 years. I don't know that we can just unquestionably support them and look the other way with everything that they're doing and keep on giving them resources and money and you know favor and kindness and call them our allies. I mean, in a certain sense, I mean, they're, they, hate, they're, they're, they hate the gospel just as much as they hate as any unbliever does, you know? They, right. like, they're not on our team right now, okay? They can become on our team if they return to Christ and you know, you can read through Romans 11 and it seems like there's some indication at the end of the age that they probably will in mass come to Christ. But until then they're enemies for the sake of the gospel is literally what Romans 11 says. And so that doesn't mean that we have to have a unique kind of prejudice against them, but then that doesn't mean that we need to have just this unthinking kind of I'm on your side and anything you do is right. And 
you know, I, like I'm going to look the other way and look at everything you do in the best possible light. That's just not the way it works. I mean, they're anti-God, like they're, I mean, they're some of the most, you know, aggressive, uh, pushers of all this homosexual agenda, all the sodomy, all the sexual confusion, all the sexual immorality out there. I mean, they're, they're in a lot of sense, the, the individuals, you know, who are at the least, at the very least, you know, actively involved in that, in those kind of agendas. So I don't know that we're on the, we operate the moral high ground, just saying I'm on their team, no matter what they do. And anytime anyone is acting against him, that's, those are demonic forces coming against, you know, God's purposes and God's plans. It's like, no, he has a plan right now to judge them. They're under his judgment. They've been under his judgment for the past 2,000 years, and they'll continue to be until they come to Christ. And maybe our message to them should be repent like, and come to Christ, uh, the Messiah you've rejected. Maybe that should be the thrust of our message. And maybe there's a way to say that. It doesn't feel like it's um, filled with personal animus or something like that, which. I mean, I don't, we've never even said anything about this on the podcast. I don't know that anyone could accuse us of having, you know, a deep-seated personal animus against them or something along those lines, but they probably will. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you can just, you know, say what the Bible plainly says in the gospels about the Pharisees and be called a Jew hater, you know, an anti-Semite, then pretty much, I think, I think pretty much anything that you say, if it's, if it's even if it can even be perceived as against Israel, people are going to come out and, and just call you something like that. Just because it's like a, I mean, it's just a uh, low hanging fruit, basically, you know, to call someone that, but I was going to add, that was one thing I was going to ask you is, you know, because we're saying, Hey, Hey, maybe we should slow down here and not just immediately jump to Israel's defense every time, no matter what they do and blindly support them, no matter what they do. Um, you know, does that mean that we, <laughs> I mean, this is going to feel like a, a silly question for you to have to answer probably, but does that mean that we should actively be supporting, you know, Hamas attacks and, <laughs> you know, praising them endlessly for their, for their ruthless, uh, blood, bloodlust? I mean, there, there certainly is an agenda on the other side. And I mean, that seems like, um, you think about the Obama administration and the agenda they've had. For the past, I mean, you know, the Obama-Biden um, agenda, which is probably Obama behind the scenes or whatever, because Biden's <laughs> out of it, you know. So, I mean, I think that there's, I mean, there's obviously like a pretty big agenda on this other side to where, I mean, it seems like Biden just gave like, you know, billions of dollars of military equipment that is now being used against Israel at this very right. moment in his, you know, withdrawal from the Middle East. And so, I mean, I, I don't, I don't pretend like there aren't on the other side, like on the, so what's happening is this is like, you know, polarized politically. So on the left side, you have this like mindless, uh, insane kind of support of terrorists, you know, uh, to where, I mean, you have like terrorist attacks in America post 9-11 or whatever, where the guy is sh shouting Alu Akbar or whatever and holding the severed beheaded head of, you know, the person that they've beheaded in America, you know, in the middle of uh, in the middle of the, the sidewalk or whatever. And 
you know, they're not, they don't even say it's a terrorist, you know, at that point because because they don't want to be con- uh, accused of Islamophobia or whatever, right? So, I mean, there's obviously this just, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I think there's a demonic agenda that is present that is, you know, wanting to, you know, take Islam, you know, this wild donkey of a man whose hand is against everyone kind of thing and, and incessantly praise them to our doom, right? So I, th- I think there's obviously agendas on that side too, on the side of the left. But then on the right, we combat that with, hey, like, well, Israel is just like, you know, they're just like us. They're just Christians like us and we're all on the same t- side and we're on the side of the saints and God. And then, you know, they're on the side of the devil. And it's like, but what's actually happening is the Jews are on the side of the devil right now. And the Muslims are on the side of the devil right now. And I mean, I think that the, in different ways, they're both doing harm, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, right. I don't see a lot of videos of, um, you know, Jews, um, doing the same kind of thing as the terrorists are. Um, but then, I mean, they're doing, I mean, you can, you can look up, you can see like they're doing evil things. Um, just look at social media and they're doing pretty evil things to their prisoners and stuff like that, that, that are not really good to mention, you know? So, I mean, I, 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 but, but they're obviously not an active terrorist group who in the same kind of way, but I mean, I do think that they're exercising, the Jews are exercising satanic influence over the world systems to a disproportionate degree, degree comparison to their size, meaning like they do have a lot of influence in the banking system and they have a lot of influence in media and entertainment. And they're, they're running Satan's playbook that way right now because they're enemies of God. And then, you know, you have like, you know, these terrorist organizations like Hamas who are running his agenda in other ways. And so, you know, I mean, I think you, you have to think like, if you're not a Christian, you're, you're on Satan's team. (laughs) <laughs> your sons of the devil right <laughs> right like that that's just bible 101 right they are of their father the devil like so the jews are of their father the devil right now muslims are of their father the devil right now you know i think you just got two brothers fighting you got huh? two yeah and they're they're you know they're spreading their pollution in different ways both of them um and i mean certainly um i think you know a lot of the stuff that hamas is doing and you know the muslim world is doing is i mean just you know think about some of the videos and stuff that have been coming out and everything else i mean it's just awful it's just terrible uh the kind of stuff that they're doing and i mean they're an enemy that must be stopped too you know so I, I mean but then at the same so i don't you know the issue is on my end i don't i don't know enough about you know politics in the middle east to know even what to say about this fight so to speak other than you know obviously hamas is an evil that needs to be stopped, you know, and, um, and, you know, I, they're a difficult evil to fight. They're, they're obviously an evil that needs to be stopped and I don't want them, you know, I, I don't want a bunch of, a, a bunch of them, you know, living in my neighborhood with me. <laughs> so there's, there's, right. there's obviously that, you know, and, and I mean, just thinking about the, you know, I think the terrorist attacks that are being initiated in Palestine, where they're sending miserable missiles over into Israel and everything else, and the way that they're doing it, I don't blame Israel for you know responding to that with equal you know threats of threats of you know military force or whatever else. And so, but I, I don't actually know enough about the situation to helpfully comment on whose side we should be on. Other than I just want to register that it is a little bit weird how Christians interact with this kind of subject and the limits of what you're allowed to say. And I think a lot of the kind of things that we have said right now 
would put us in like a lot of hot water with a lot of people, even though I don't know that we've said anything shocking, <laughs> you know, I don't think I've said, I don't think we've said anything that's just remarkably, um, yeah, um, anti-Semitic or anything else. Like, I mean, I think anti-Semitic right. right now is just this buzzword that basically means you, you have to unthinkingly praise Israel and give them whatever they want, support them and you know, view them as basically saints or something. Well, it's, it's used the same way, like racist and, you know, yeah. homophobic, transphobic, all bigot, you know, all of these, I mean, basically just words that essentially have no meaning like, every, every day. They, they have less and less meaning, you know, overall. And, 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 um, it's, it's certainly one of those words. It's probably one of the, um, it's probably not as common as the other ones are just in terms of, at least in my personal experience, it's probably one, it's not as common as the other ones, but then it is still like a, I mean, you, you get called that for anything, you know, like if you don't blindly support them, it's just like, you must hate Jews, you know? Yeah. It's like, I feel like there's, I feel like there's gotta be a middle ground somewhere yep. in between like endlessly praising them blindly and just totally hating them in every way possible. Might as well be Hitler. Send them to the camps right now. <laughs> I think my posture is just, I don't know enough about, like, am I allowed to say, I don't know enough about the situation to helpfully comment other than No, say, Tim, you're not allowed I, to say I, that. I don't know enough <laughs> about the situation to helpfully comment. I don't know to what extent they deserve what they're getting or they're being unjustly treated as, you know, as far as that's concerned. Uh, but then at the same time, it's weird that you're not allowed to say, I don't know. So I want to register that it feels I, I, it's very it's weird. weird. It's weird that you're not even allowed to say like it's possible that they could be, you know, there could be more facing to the story. consequences that are that are you know understandable. Right? So, but then they're obviously under the judge. So I want to say I don't know enough about po about politics in the Middle East to know what to think at this point. Other than um, I know Hamas is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hamas bad. <laughs> Hamas bad. I also know that Jews, you know, they hate God. They hate Christ. You know, they, um, they're enemy. They're our enemies for the sake of the gospel. I also know they're of their father, the devil, currently, and their will is to do his will. So I know that. So I know that there's no such thing as, um, you know, an unbeliever who, because he happens to be an ethnic Jew, is is uh, somehow escaped the stain of total depravity and. You know, is not hostile to God, not hostile to the purposes. So I know the Jews are hostile to God, like unbelieving Jews, which are most of them. They're hostile to God's purposes right now. I don't, you know, I know that Christians shouldn't hold any animosity towards them, right? Uh, so as Romans eleven says, don't get haughty, right? Because right. they were broken off so that we'd be grafted in in their place. Um, so we shouldn't be arrogant or hostile or, or haughty and think to ourselves that we're special and they're not. I'm an undeserving sinner, just like everyone else is. So we're all undeserving sinners, but then those who are not in Christ right now are objects of his wrath. And the Jews are experiencing like significant judgment of God, and they've experienced it for 2,000 years. And our message to them should be repent and believe the gospel in order that you may escape the wrath of God. So there has to be some way for me to say, you're an enemy of Christ. Um, like You need to repent and believe the gospel. I don't know enough about this politics to even say whatever we should say probably we should just let them all sort it out you know and <laughs> let them sort it out on their own you know kind of thing um i don't know that we should be involving ourselves in every you know dispute that's happened over the world 
uh, in general. But then, um, I don't know um, if there's a way to say that, that is, uh, doesn't make us Hitler then, you know, can we say it? <laughs> well, and I think it's helpful too what you said, you know, um, uh, earlier when you were talking about Romans 11, you mentioned that it seems like the passage is saying that, you know, eventually one day they will return to Christ, right? They'll, they'll recognize that he was the Messiah, but then until they do that, they're not, you know, we're not, not on the brothers. same team. We're not. <laughs> yeah. Like they are, they are enemies of Christ until they, until they come back to Christ. They are enemies of Christ. That's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works for us. 11, That's how it works for them. In regards to the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. <laughs> okay. Right. So we right. have to be able to say that. Um, so yeah. All day and, long, and, they I, killed the prophets. They're hostile to us. I mean, I've seen Christians post like, you know, Jews need to repent and believe the gospel being and being told they're anti-Semitic and, you know, hate the Jews and being reported to ADL and getting fired and everything else. So we're not on the same, top, same team here. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, definitely not. And, and in fact, it's unloving, you know, to to try and keep people from sharing the gospel with them and trying, you know, trying to plead with them to actually come back to Christ. Like, I can't imagine a more unloving thing who, than purposefully that, ushering someone in. Who was that girl, like Lizzie Marbeck or whatever, who said that uh, Jesus was the only way or whatever? And I mean, what she didn't have, didn't she have the ADL going after her? And but oh, I don't, I don't know. Um, but anyways, yeah, yeah. So because it's the most uh, stupid anti-Semitic thing that someone's ever heard or something. I can't remember. But. <laughs> I would, I would believe it if that actually happened. It, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. Um, but I, I think that's a good place for us to wrap up the conversation on. And, you know, hopefully, I mean, hopefully people can hear this and not just light their hair on fire, you know, because we're not, because we're not jumping at the, at, we're not jumping at the opportunity to blindly defend Israel, no matter what, no matter what they do. I mean, I wouldn't even do that for Israel in the old Testament, let alone now, you know, like now that Christ has come and they've rejected him. Even before they rejected the Messiah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend anyone blindly support Israel, no matter what they do. Just go read the Old Testament, and you'll you'll realize very quickly why you should not blindly support Israel, no matter what you know. And and hopefully the people on the other side, I doubt I doubt they will. You know, just having interacted with them for long enough to to know how they think. You know, if you want to, if I think that's sometimes a little bit generous of a of a a word for them but um you know hopefully they'll hear what we're saying and and recognize that we are not saying you know blind (laughs) because we don't blindly support israel that must mean that we blindly support uh uh islamic muslims right a terrorist organ terrorist organizations uh who who are nothing but bloodthirsty Right and and killing in the name of a false god and killing so that they can satisfy their own evil, dark, fleshly, worldly desires. You know, there there actually is a middle ground um, between these things. It is possible. We're here. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, um, enough of that. We appreciate you guys for supporting us week in and week out. For subscribing to the YouTube channel. For you know listening uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Interacting with us online you can follow us on twitter and on facebook um uh and you'll get more content there we run a lot of polls especially where we interact with you guys 
um, in the comments and get to hear you guys weigh in on some of the topics that we'll eventually cover in podcast episodes. Uh, and uh, if you if you appreciate the work that we're doing, you can support us financially through Patreon. There's a link to do that down in the description. And until the next episode, we'll see you. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.